Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg. And I'm Carrie Jones. Hey, Carrie. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I am terrific. It's good. so good to be here in Minneapolis. You can hear the, the buzz of the excitement in the background at Coco, or I guess as it's now called Fueled, what's the name of our? Fueled Collective. Fueled Collective yep. is the name of our, um, we work at a cooperative co-working mm-hmm. space here in Minneapolis. But today on the show, we're going to be talking about leading and following. You know, Carrie, at Leadership Vision, we believe that everyone is designed for influence. But we also believe that part of our influence comes in the process of being a good follower. The key to an effective team is when members know when it's time to be the person in front, you know, that person leading whatever, I don't know, influential thing it is that it's your turn to lead. And when it's time to be the person following, supporting and encouraging others in the front. So today on the show, Carrie and I are going to be sharing some thoughts about how to know when it's your turn to lead and when it's your turn to follow. That's right, Nathan. And I thought that I would start today by sharing a story about geese. Geese? Like those bird duck things that fly yes. over yes oh, okay you see I, them migrating yeah oh that's what yes. it is okay yes. well I, I, can't, I can't wait for this <laughs> yes those creatures that we see here in minnesota especially in the fall as they migrate south and um you know then back north again in, uh, in the spring it's the process huh? that's right sometime this past fall i was on a walk and i stood for a long time and watched a flock of canadian geese flying south I believed they have figured out how to survive a Minnesota winter by leaving. Yes, by leaving. That's exactly why I moved out west, (laughs) Oh, Nathan, you are smarter than the rest of us, I guess. When I got home, the curiosity of my strength of input forced me to dig into that ingenuity of the flying V pattern that I had watched as those geese were migrating. It's really brilliant. Do you have the description there? Can you read it? I do, yes. It's fascinating. And if um, for those of you listening, if you didn't already know this, the purpose of that pattern, the flying V, is to allow efficiency and range for the birds over a long flight. All of the birds, except for the one at the point of the V, fly in an upwash, which supports the weight of each bird. The birds flying at the tips and at the front are rotated in a timely fashion to spread fatigue equally among flock members. I don't know how they communicate that, if that's just a bird thing or if they've got little beepers attached to them, but it's it's pretty brilliant, really. And I just love the description because I think it also perfectly describes maybe where our team is at right now, Carrie. You know, over the past year, we've we've added, subtracted some team members, and at times, I think all of us have really felt how this has impacted our efficiency in our range, right? Yes. And I think for me on a personal level, this addition has allowed me the opportunity to see the leadership qualities and my own strengths in new ways, while also reaping the benefits of the additional strengths on our team. Yeah, that's interesting. I often find myself both leading and following, and sometimes it seems like I'm doing that at the same time, which of course can be confusing. So when you go back and forth so much, it can be really difficult to understand your turn to lead when it's your turn to follow when do you let someone else lead when you do let someone else follow i don't know do you know what i'm saying yes absolutely and i think like these geese i'm both the person leading and following like you said Mm -hmm. we're often doing this at the same time i have unique strengths to influence where nobody else can well at the same time i am able to follow and support in ways that are unique to me as well 
It is this combination, and really that image of the geese, that have shown me a new level of understanding around strengths. So in the rest of the podcast today, Carrie and I are going to share two ways that we are wrestling with these lessons that the geese have taught us about knowing when to lead and when to follow. So let's start with the front, the leading. This might be a chicken or the egg situation, Carrie. Can you lead without followers? Can you follow without a leader? You know, all that stuff. But to get started, because we have to start somewhere, and because the point of the V is in fact in the front, Carrie, tell us about leading. Yeah. Um, For me, as I have been leading, I find the magnifying glass on my own strengths really intensified. I find that I'm asking myself questions like, how do I lead with my strengths? Do I have an other's focus instead of a self-focus? And are my strengths generative to those around me? What do you mean by generative? It's such a good question. Um, It's really just, are they giving life to others? That's really how we look at it. It's both ourself and others. Are they generating a positive situation and outcome to the people nearest to me every day? Got it. Okay. What else have you been thinking about? Am I creating a positive impact on the daily life of others? Leading others necessitates creating an environment with hope, compassion, stability, and trust. My influence needs to meet these basic needs of those who follow. Those are helpful questions that I think all of us listening to this should be asking ourselves on a regular basis. Yes. And we're going to come back to that later, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, absolutely. During this time, I need to be the one at the front, creating a place for others behind me to glide to their highest heights by creating that upwash, that upwash that you were talking about earlier. I face into that headwind, ensuring my strategic discusses options openly, my communication does not manipulate, and my arranger allows others the permission to be who they are. That's interesting. I can see how you've done this in the past. You know, specifically, I think, when we've been editing blog posts together. Mm. You know, not letting... Um, maybe your desire to have something done and finished and complete sort of out outweigh your desire to really allow other people's voices to be heard, to allow other people to kind of step in. And um, so that's cool. I, th- I think it's fun, fun to see that, maybe that little example. And sometimes, Carrie, I think that my ideation is a strength that for me really needs to be on when I'm in that leading bee position. You know, whenever something new is on the horizon, something's being proposed, my ideation is the thing that I think can help figure out, you know, what are the best ideas to help our team move forward? And I also know that's true because I see that in other areas of life, be that with my family, with, you know, friends, other work things in the past. And um, I think that's important for everyone to think about, like, what is that strength that sort of leads the others perhaps into those situations. I totally agree. And I think just to affirm your ideation is one of the things that I enjoy working with the most um, because that is not who I am. So I appreciate <laughs> well, you, you having that, which, you know, in this working, working relationship on the flip side for me, the strength I need to dampen down a bit is my responsibility. Sometimes I need to put my responsibility in the backseat so others can experience the challenges of ownership instead of me always guarding that path. Why is that, Carrie? Why why do you why do you think that your responsibility is is preventing you from from letting others step up? Tell me, I'm curious about it. It is such a good question, and to be <laughs> honest, Nathan, something that I've wrestled with a lot. Um, one of the very positive sides of responsibility is you know related to trust and ownership, 
and one of the negative sides of responsibility <laughs> is related to too much trust, trust and, and ownership. ownership. Um, and so I think, you know, the statement that I just made about guarding that path is this idea that, well, I should just do it. If I just take care of it, then I know that it's mm. going to get done. Um, you know, but when I release that to someone else or I create space for someone else to step in in a way that is the most helpful to them, I have to trust that it's going to get done. Maybe not my way, maybe not in the timing that I've created in my head, but that it's still going to get done because other people also own, um, you know, projects or, you know, they're also going to step into that space in a way. Carrie, when you are in a position of leadership then, or leading the V to stick with our metaphor here, what's your intent? Like, what are you hoping that those following you will get from, from that experience of experiencing your strengths? Well, I'm not always sure I'm 100% successful with this, but I want those I am leading to be ready to lead through my example when the time presents itself to them. Allowing someone else the space to be their very best shapes them positively so when they are at the point of the V, they will be prepared. Okay, so let's now talk about the second part, and that's, of course, following. Carrie, what would you say is the most important aspect of not leading? For me, metaphorically speaking, I need to know when to rotate positions to avoid that flight fatigue. We all do at times. Yes, we certainly do. (laughs) Often, and for a long time now, I have been the one who was taking care of all of the client relations at Leadership Vision. I was working directly with clients. I was creating the materials. I was in charge of all of the logistics as we prepared for every engagement with a client. And then we brought in two extremely talented colleagues to take that over so that I could focus on other things. And to be perfectly honest, it was really hard for me to let that go. I owned it. I had committed to it. And I really thought I was, you know, the one that needed to continue to take care of it. And to be honest, they are doing it better than I could have ever done. They are leading in those spaces in some of the most incredible ways. And I had to learn to release that and trust that it was still going to get done, but in their own way. In my mind, I find it easier to just do it myself because then I know it'll get done. This is definitely that dark side of my responsibility coming out that I really have to work through. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, similarly, I felt that a little bit when I kind of handed off the, the, our inbox, our general inbox to a couple men, members of our team. But for me, I think it was more of my maximizer coming out of, are, are they going to respond in the best way that I can? If it's a technical thing, are they going to know how to do that? Um, are they going to do it fast enough? Are they going to use the right templates that I was? And it, it's this weird, I like what you said, that's the dark side because it's, it's so true. It's the not great part about my maximizer that, yep. you know, we could probably use each use a bunch of examples. But so, so what do we do about that, Carrie? Like you can't just shut down your responsibility. I can't just shut down my maximizer or maybe you can. I don't know. No, no, <laughs> please don't. That okay. is, that's a great part about you. No, don't shut it down. It's really more about timing and self-awareness of knowing when I need to be leading with my responsibility, when it's okay for me to then be in a support role. But the bigger lesson, and what I hope others can relate to as well, is that I need to be willing to rely on the strengths of my team to step into that place at the front and allow me to do what I do best in my own strength area. Yeah, following is really a lot about trust, right? Do you trust those around you to do their jobs, to use their strengths, or simply follow through on 
whatever it is they're supposed to be doing. I think micromanaging is sort of the go-to kind of buzzword that we use for, you know, someone that's unable to do this. Micromanagers are bad. We want to avoid them at all costs. You know, second-guessing and making them run everything through you, it's not only a sign of micromanaging, but that you ultimately don't trust those around you. You know, we actually have another podcast devoted to this entire problem, and we'll leave a show link to that. I think everyone should go back and review that. Absolutely. But as, as a manager, as a leader, as a supervisor, whatever words you want to use there for a person of, of influence, when you don't trust your people enough to do their jobs, you're guilty of exactly what we're talking about here, right, Carrie? I mean, allowing others to step into areas of their strength so they can lead, so you can flourish in your area of your strength. I mean, I think that's a sign of a successful leader. It's a sign of good leadership is that when your people can operate without you. Exactly. For me, one of the most difficult parts about being in the gliding pattern is allowing my strengths to share control with others. I know I'm surrounded by brilliant people, present Thank you. company Thank included, you. of Ditto. course. <laughs> so it's an area of growth for me to allow other team members time at the front of the V and allow me to fly in their upwash. When I do this, not only does the whole team have a greater sense of accomplishment, but the reality is I feel rejuvenated, and together we actually fly farther. Yeah, and I, I don't think we can say enough about that act of you know rejuvenation, of taking time for ourselves, and not always having to do all the hard work out there. Exactly. So it's kind of really just about taking turns in a way, right? It really is. I will be back at the front of the V if I want to be able to fly strong and lead in such a way Rotating through and allowing others to carry me in their upwash for a time is a necessary part of doing this work long-term. Knowing when to lead and when to follow is difficult. The opportunity to create space for others to feel fully empowered in their strengths while also growing in your own is extremely fulfilling. Knowing how and when to switch spots, though, is critical. As you reflect on where you are at in the V formation of your context, think about what you need to be the most generative version of yourself. As we close out today's episode, reflect on the questions I mentioned earlier. And these questions will be in the show notes so you don't have to stop and write them down. Number one, how do I lead with my strengths? This question may seem way too broad, but if you've completed our simple activity that we talked about in an earlier episode... Also, another link in the show notes. Thank you. You should have a general idea of which of your five themes shows up a little more often than the others. What does this say about your leadership style? Number two, do I have an other's focus instead of a self-focus? This one is hard and may involve some serious self-reflection. Just pay attention to the next time someone asks for your help. What does your gut tell you? Number three, are my strengths generative to those around me? Again, by this, if you're honestly evaluating yourself, do your strengths show up in a way that brings life and joy and encouragement to others? And do they do that both when you're leading or in charge of something and when you're simply following someone else through what they are doing? Number four, am I creating a positive impact on the daily life of others? What would others say about your leadership style? When you show up and more importantly, when you leave, are other people's lives better? Could someone say that about you? Do you leave them with a sense that something positive has happened? And these questions, they're really hard. Yeah, these are not easy in a quick passing moment. No. This takes some kind of some self-reflection. But I think if we do the hard work, it's worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wise words as always, Carrie. Thanks for sharing this with us and for giving all of us something to consider as we step into those places 
of both influence and leading and following and supporting. And honestly, for something different to think about the next time we see those geese flying overhead. They will have a whole new meeting when you see them <laughs> flying in that V pattern. It You're will. going to be thinking all about strengths the whole entire time. Only about strengths. That's right. I hope. And, and upwash. And upwash. There you go. Exactly. There you go. And thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. And I'm Carrie Jones. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.